0: Welcome to Unscripted, the film show. I, think I am... we just started the show with a sigh. Ah. I didn't mean to start the show with a sigh. I'm sorry. I'm ah. Rachel. Hi. That's Rachel. I'm Cecilia. Lewis is here. Uh, I, I,
1: I am. I wasn't supposed to be here. Uh, I was supposed yeah, to Yeah, I was like,
0: I don't think you're supposed to be here.
1: No, no, I, I was going to go to a movie because there was a movie, uh, Old Oak, tonight at uh, um, at the Windsor uh, that I was supposed Windsor. to go and see because I accidentally RSVP'd. I think it was a Saturday film and not a Thursday night film. Um, and But then after seeing Cat Person on Saturday, and then seeing Saltburn on Monday, and then seeing Hunger Games on Tuesday, yep. and then I'm going to go and see Five Nights at Freddy's on Friday. Mm. I was like, I cannot see another film You're this week. You're a bit out. It's just like, I, as much as I love being in a cinema, yeah. um, I, I'd, I'd rather be here behind a mic um, mm-hmm. and talking about the films I've seen rather than seeing another film and then like coming in next week. And my films would be stale by then. <laughs> they, they need to be fresh. The reviews need to be fresh as, as it happens. So.
2: Yes. And speaking of cat person, I think we'll probably end up talking about next week. Cause yes. It's out next week and we have a few films to talk about today. We've got Saltburn, like you mentioned. Uh-huh. Hunger Games of Snakes and Songbirds. I think that's how it's... I think that's the title. I maybe should look it up. <laughs> um, and Thanksgiving, we've got to talk about that. But um, I don't know if we've got much news at the top, but I know um, well, Wonka's had a couple of trailers out and there's a lot of good buzz about Wonka. I think it comes out in December. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, I need to watch this before it comes out so I can watch it with my child and see if it's age appropriate. I don't know if it's PG or...
1: I reckon it'll be fine. Cuz it's
2: Willy Wonka, he'll want to see it.
1: Well, like <laughs> when you say that, like did you show him the original He's uh, seen both. He's seen
2: both. He loves both for different reasons. Yep. So he's exactly and he like me. He doesn't get
1: freaked out by that nope. tu- Wow, okay. Nope.
2: Um this is a kid who's watched Goonies yep. and Labyrinth, which he calls the Sarah movie. He's mm-hmm. he's seen plenty of that kind of stuff. Um haven't let him watch all the way through to Beetlejuice or Right. Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands gets turned off at a certain point, um, but yeah, so he's fine with that sort of stuff. And he's—we've read the book three times. He's dressed up as Charlie Bucket for Book Week this week. So if I don't take him
1: to it, I'm sure I've seen the trailers. You know, I mean, I don't—I don't think that there's going to be any issues with taking a child to go and see this film based on a children's book. Well, I—the thing is,
2: I don't know that I. Where is the basis for it? Because I know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory exists but have I, think I missed the other ones that connect to...
1: It was only Charlie and the Chocolate Factory okay. and the glass elevator thing mm. and then this is just a prequel that someone's made up from their mind taking ah. an existing character and then weaving a story around it.
0: Which Who's... was bound to happen at some yeah. point, surely, yeah. Actually, while we're on that subject, I guess, who is
2: your preferred Willy Wonka then?
1: Um, my preferred Willy Wonka would be um, uh, the first one. What's his name? Gene face? Wilder. I was, going, yeah. I, was, I was going Gene, and my head was going Hackman. Was, yeah. <laughs> <Gene> Hackman? <laughs> could you imagine he's Gene like, Hackman Hat- in that role? He's Lex Luthor. Um, yeah, Gene Wilder. I mean, um, really. I mean, but then again, like the, the the new Wonka, he looks very good. So maybe he could be better.
2: Oh, uh, I I don't I don't know. I mean, we all like Timothy Chalamet. Cham- Shameland? Shameland Madingdo. Shutterme. Timothy
0: Thank you. <laughs> Do you have a preferred Wonka or? look, I'm not even a, to be honest, I'm actually not a fan of Willy Wonka oh. at all or Charlie Chocolate Factory. I read the books. Uh I I don't know. There's just something about it that I just don't really I don't know, I don't like it that much. It, it is quite weird, but it's that's absurd, that's all obscure, dull. uh it's royal dull. But look, I think if I had to pick one it would be the Gene Wilder. Version. Yeah.
1: I don't think if you if if I ask anyone the question who Who's Your Favourite Willy Wonka? I just don't think Johnny Depp's going to be cutting the mustard there. Yeah,
2: I really nah. like the Johnny Depp movie though. It's closer to the book um, and as for someone who's read the book many a time, um, I, I like that it's close to the book, especially the songs that are basically the, what's written mm. in the book. Um, but I thought he did a good job of like being... Willy Wonka.
1: Yeah, he did a good job. You say he like? Do you think people choose him, will choose him over Gene Wilder? I think
2: people who have of a um, slightly younger than mm. us, or even slightly younger than Cecilia, will maybe choose Johnny Depp because that's what they were introduced to to mm. start off with, and then their parents have gone back and shown mm. them Gene yeah. Wilder version.
1: I can't even remember. I saw Willy Wonka, the, the, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, in the musical in London. I can't remember if that I was any good that. or not. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah.
2: But this is an issue with me is I, for some reason, don't like singing children.
1: Singing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. children and talking animals.
0: I- I have to agree with you about the singing children and I'm just not going to get into it because no. I feel like this. but I agree it's with you. area
2: especially because I have a child who is a musician yeah. basically mm-hmm. um, yeah I have a, a child that's in a band and in the band there is a singing child. So. I, I, just,
1: I just don't like them because I'm jealous of them and I'm just yeah. like that could have been me had I've had like you know talent and drive and <laughs> ambition <laughs> uh, but instead no I didn't. Well I, I'm
0: tone deaf so <laughs> there you go but yeah I'm, I'm not a fan of singing children yeah i don't know mm. what that's about
2: there's uh, it maybe it's a jealousy issue i don't know and an, an un, undetermined trauma from my childhood where someone said you've got a terrible voice you shouldn't be on the stage uh-huh.
1: i saw uh, beauty and the beast when i was over in sydney uh, a few weeks back and uh, in beauty and the beast there's the, the chip character uh-huh. who's little uh, teacup uh, that he, I think he was the only child in the play. Mm. Um, and it, occasionally they'd, like, wheel him out because, like, literally he was, like, on a, a tea cart and they'd wheel this kid out. And you only see the head of the kid. <laughs> um, and uh, the, it's pretty cool, though, because the, t- the teacart cart, at one point, um, it, like, you could see through it and you could mm-hmm. see the actor's legs on the other side. And you're going, there's no way in the world that kid's actually in the, 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 the tea cart because his head, like, he'd, he'd just be a head in there. And <laughs> so they've done some real good magic Trickery kind of stuff yeah. going on there. I think it was done with mirrors or or like cameras or something, like that. and they they made a point of going around and going, "Look, our legs are here. Look, huh. our legs are here." It's like, "You, how dare you?" Stage magic, um, but yeah, we've got three films to review, so we yeah. should really crack onto it. Um, the first film um, uh, we're going to talk about is the the new Hunger Games film that's out, and. Uh, it's called... Well, give me the title of it again uh, when, when you're looking that up. <laughs> um, the I saw the trailer for it. Um,
2: oh, here we go. I got it slightly wrong. The Hunger Games, colon. Uh Is that what the two dots are called? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I should know that. The Ballad of Songbirds <laughs> and Snakes. Um, uh. Yeah. There's a reason why all my assignments get marked down for grammar because I don't <laughs> even know what they're called. Yeah. Um, so this this is a prequel to the the trilogy Hunger Games. I don't actually know if this is referring to a book that was written after the fact or whether this is another one of those cash grab things where they're like, let's do a prequel um, on Donald Sutherland's character of um, Coriolana Snow.
1: Yeah, I think it was actually based on a, a book. Um, right. But the thing is is like I saw the trailer for this and I was going to myself, this seems kinda of pointless. Like I honestly when I saw the trailer I didn't realise that the uh the, the male lead in it was uh the the one that um was it Donald Sutherland. name? Yeah he played in, in the the other Hunger Games films. And in that he was a bad guy. Yeah. And he was a bad guy where you went, Oh, this guy's a bad guy I really would like this guy to get his comeuppance and uh, like to see his downfall and everything mm. like that. And but he, he was kind of like the bad guy and he was just this politician kind of you know dictator kind of person. Mm. And you didn't need more than that for his character. So to have a whole movie going, oh look, here's this guy and this is how he became the bad guy that you saw in the films that you liked.
2: Well, also, I think, so you're definitely right, it was based on a book um, mm. that the same writer has written, obviously. But I think, um, oh, what was my point?
1: The book may be better because
2: <laughs> the film... Oh, yeah, backstory. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> so when you do watch the original Hunger Games or read the books, as as I also did, you do sort of wonder, like, what was this war, why did they have it and why are there districts? So part of you thinks that when you go into a prequel that some of that might be explained Mm. but it's not, really.
1: So why, like if that sounds interesting like, and if you're going to do a prequel to The Hunger Games, like... Yeah, you do go into The Hunger Games going, this is weird because like, when they were doing it, it was like the, the 90th or whatever Hunger Games. Mm. So it's been going on every year for a very, very long time. They've been killing two children uh, from all these districts and it would have been nice to see the reason why. But then this film starts 10 years into The Hunger Games. It's, mm. The Hunger Games will be going for 10 years before this happens and mm. in the start of the film you get to meet Coriolanus and his, uh, his um, cousin, and it's, it's showing that like them during the war. But the war sounds like the interesting part. So yeah. why don't you do a movie about the war?
2: I wonder whether it's too confronting for a teen audience. I don't know, if, but that doesn't make sense because you've got a book and a movie like The Book Thief, which was aimed at that kind of mm. age group where you can have war and relate it to that kind of age group, but it is a confusing place to start and I guess it is because they want to tell the story of Coriolanus Snow and his rise to power, I guess. But again, you don't see that either. Yeah, You see the makings of someone who seems like he might be interested in politics at some point in his life. Um, So in a nutshell, I guess, the synopsis is... um, Ten years after this war, this these Hunger Games have been going on. You're not quite too sure why, um, but Viola Davis plays the um, the doctor, it's some kind of doctor who's Dr. Gall, who's kind of in charge of the games and the challenges that go into the games. And it starts out basically an arena as you would imagine it now, mm-hmm. like, you know, a small arena, not this massive mm. thing with trees and all that jazz Um, and it's 10 years in and they're struggling to get people to continue watching it and they're trying to figure out, right, how do we keep this going because we need to control the subjects and make sure they know that the capital is in charge of Pan Am and these districts need to be kept under our thumb. How do we make them watch the games? And then they get these kids that are in their last year of high school to become the mentors for these tributes and then they have to try and figure out how can we market these children um, to get more eyeballs on there and Coriolanus comes up with these really interesting ideas, passes them on to Dr Goll and she's like, yeah, let's run with this, this is great. Um, But his tribute is a singer uh, who... Um, he encourages to sing and everything. And it's told in three, so it's hard to explain because it's told in three acts. You've got the first act that's called, uh, is it called The Mentor? Where he, Yeah, The Mentor, Mm. where he's like getting uh, this tribute and then you're kind of like, okay, is he actually trying to make sure she wins because he likes her or is he wanting her to win because he has things to gain from it? And then you've got the second bit, which is, the kind of Hunger Games thing and then you've got the third act which is after the Hunger Games. There are interesting elements of this movie um, where they clearly have based this uh, songbird um, whose name is... Lucy Gray, who, by the way, only gets referenced as Lucy Gray. You never call her Lucy. Even when you're calling out her name, it's always Lucy Gray. Um, I'm sorry, but if your name's Lucy Gray and I need to call your name, probably just going to call you Lucy. (laughs)
1: She's going to be playing uh, Snow White. It's Rachel uh, Zagler and she's going to be Snow White in the new Snow White film.
2: Yeah, so she played Maria in West Side Story. I'm pretty sure she had the titular role. Mm -hmm. But um, she's got an amazing voice. And it's clear that they have based her kind of character on like gypsy t- type mm. of um, characters who would um, go around circuses and perform or whatever and there's clearly also an Appalachian West Virginia vibe going on with the accent mm. and with the way they live and, yeah. So there's some interesting elements in it and the the only good thing is Tom Blythe, who plays Corey Lena Snow, I think does a really good job of balancing out the the audience's expectations of or understandings of the character of like is he actually a good guy and he's some at some point he turns or is he always a bad guy and he's just using this to make him like is this all manipulation and
1: no, no, no I think
2: and then like towards the end I'm like pretty sure this guy's a psychopath. Um, I
1: I don't know. I think it was just bad storytelling. Like it was... I don't
2: disagree. Yeah. Just pointing out the good things. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I just think the like what they were trying to do with this guy is basically Anakin Skywalker him. Yeah, uh, just go this. This guy was a a good guy who just got like you know, turned by the system kind of thing, <laughs> and he had this uh, you know person who he was kind of apprentice to, and they they made him into this horrible uh, you know thing that we've seen in uh, these other three <laughs> films down the track. And, <laughs> but the thing was, he was kind of like he was in in this film. His turn, it's not. It's not natural. Like, it's yeah. not. there's no – you don't really see –
2: You don't understand why. his, his – Motivation
1: uh, for it? His yeah.
2: motivations, yeah. And that's why you're like – and that's why I think he, he played the role well because you're not sure, is he a bad guy or is he a good guy? I can't work out your motivations. And that's also why you under, you're like, but why? But yeah. why though?
1: Um, yeah, the film, like, it just, like <sighs> – I think had they have done, as I said, The War and then done another movie, like introduce these characters, Mm -hmm. develop this world but they're not not—they're not doing that. So instead you've got a film like with The Hunger Games where it's set in the future and it's got like these really futuristic games and it's got like that real visual appeal to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, like I honestly was watching it just going, oh, thank God we're through The Hunger Games thing, this film's about to wrap up. And then it's kind of like, now the next act. And I was like, oh, no. I think
2: the other thing is I feel like they're trying to squeeze way too much into... This movie, like I don't mm. particularly want to see this movie split into three because I have no interest. But I think it would be serviced better split.
1: Well, you could actually tell the story, yeah. And then you could see, I mean, I, 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 and it, develop yeah. the characters, yeah. and I mean, admittedly, like using um, Star Wars uh, Episode One, Two, and Three as a template for you know the f- downfall of Anakin Skywalker you know, that could be not a lot better as, as well. But, you know, at least they gave the time to kind of like see the character's arc. Whereas in this thing, they just rushed through it. Mm. And it was like, well, no, I don't don't believe where this is going.
2: I feel like I went through a journey in this movie. The first 40 minutes I was like, should I just leave? Um, <laughs> am I going to, you know, learn anything if I stay? Um, and I am glad I stayed because i f- feel like it did have some kind of a payoff but I think it was just really poorly executed I feel like it was a cash grab Mm. it was like this really fancy looking film with no substance and I think it's going to show at the box office I don't think people are going to be interested in seeing this or if they are there I don't think it's going to garner very good reviews because I'm very on the fence about it I think it had good stuff and
1: I'm just not like I just I didn't when I was watching the film, uh, the I just didn't engage with it from the start and then I just got annoyed with it at the end.
2: That's actually the perfect description while I was talking and I was thinking, what's that word engage? That's the one thing it wasn't doing, Mm. and that's what why I was sitting there for the first 40 minutes going, should I just leave Mm. because I wasn't engaged? Yeah, yeah, well. We have other things to talk about, so I guess we should wrap this up. I'm going to give this um, three potatoes. Three potatoes? Wow. It's really specific, but anyway.
1: Uh, I'm going to give this uh, one little vial of... Drinky drinks at Peter Something. Dinky Dinks. Uh, drinky drink. drinks
2: for Dinky, dinky dinks. dinks.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give it three drinks. Like uh, sorry, it. one drinky drink for, for Dinky Dinks. But um, yeah, it was not good. I'm sorry. I hate bashing films. But, yeah, me
0: too. But you've got to be honest, too. You've got to be honest. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm sorry. It just, I, I I wasn't the biggest Hunger Games fan to begin with. Yeah. But this here, I was going, this is pointless. <laughs> sorry. I, I, that, yeah, that's, that's really kicking the, the uh, horse when it's down. I apologise.
0: That's there you okay. go. Well, we might reflect on that <laughs> and take a small break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You are indeed. You're listening, listening to Radio Fremantle. 107.9 FM, top station on your dial. That's right. It is the top no station. No one has them anymore. No one um, has dials. I but, know, you it's know. sad, isn't it? But, uh I yeah. buttons. You got buttons. So, um, I mean, maybe some people have dials still.
1: I got uh, nothing like it's just a screen. Just a screen? Just a screen.
0: Um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So, I obviously know, people know I love horror films, particularly yes. slasher flicks, old school type films. I'm not into the psychological uh, horror films that people kind of put out today. So, I thought, let's go and see this. It's directed by Eli Roth. Uh, it has that kind of. Uh, cover with a uh, a guy standing, you know, holding an axe. So I thought, hey, this is, this is kind of up my alley. So I thought I'd check it out. And, uh, I mean, obviously we don't have to be too concerned here in Australia uh, about someone running around killing people on Thanksgiving because we obviously don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But we do celebrate Black Friday, though. We do. And interestingly, that's how this film starts. Oh. So we begin at this Black Friday riot which ends in tragedy. It's set in Plymouth, uh, Massachusetts uh, and you've got a couple of teens. I'm not going to go through all of them but some people will know Addison Bray. Uh, She's a, I think, a YouTuber or influencer. Um, The youngins will know who I'm talking about. Uh, So there's a group of, you know, pretty privileged teens and one of the teens' uh, dad owns this store and he's holding a black friday sale and there's people lining up getting ready to go in the store's about to open you've got 10 minutes and people are getting really antsy they want to get in they want the sales and these teens kind of take a back entrance in because her dad works there now a bunch of people see them in the store and they're like well how come they got to go in blah 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 uh sorry they pretty much Nepo babies barricade, like barricade through the security and they, you know, break down the windows and there's just a massive stampede of mm. people. There's people being crushed, uh, people being hit with trolleys. It's it's pure craziness. That, re- th-
1: that reminds you of the Boxing Day sales we used to have here in Perth. Uh, mm. Yes. <laughs> pure
0: yep. craziness. And, you know, some people are killed and it's not great for the town. So forward a year later... forward. Someone's back for revenge, baby. Somebody's back. So it's (laughs) Thanksgiving again uh, and there's a man who appears wearing a John Carver mask which is a pilgrim who I think potentially has something to do with Plymouth uh, that I have no idea. But he's a a popular, well-known face. There's a statue of him erected in the town. People know he's a pilgrim famous and he starts to Take his revenge and uh, he's killing people. And the body count is piling up, and it's up to these teens to uh, solve the mystery before they are served up on a dinner plate <laughs> for Thanksgiving.
1: And I would have gotten away for it too if it weren't for these rotten kids. It <laughs>
0: does feel a bit like that. No, it's uh, you've got. Do Patrick. they have a dog? No, there's no right, dog. Right. Um, <laughs> but you've got Patrick Dempsey. Uh, he stars as the sheriff in this, <laughs> <course he> <laughs> um, in this film. And look, I liked this film. I thought it was cool. It had a little. You You know, there was just a huge body count. The riot at the beginning was insane. I just thought that in itself is horrific, let alone having a killer come in, just people going crazy for bloody waffle makers. (laughs) And you just think this is insane. And then uh, some of the stuff that happens is just um, wildly entertaining. There's some very creative killing in this film. Oh, I um, love creative killing. Creative killing, creative, you know, all sorts, sorry. Is
1: there an inventive use of a turkey baster?
0: There is! There is. It. Uh, you've got a turkey baster. So you've got one of those temperature gauges. You know that tells you if it's cooked mm-hmm. or not. Um, Anyone's face gets smashed in like
2: um, some food that's already cooked and is burning. Yep. And oh, you've got <laughs> that
0: in there. You've got the meat. Almost cooked. like it's the meat, meat cleaver. You've got the meat cleaver. It's almost like it's predictable or something. Uh, you know. Look, I think if you love this old school stuff, mm-hmm. Scream, so, so that type of is film. Is it like
1: because Scream? Uh, and I know what you did last summer, mm-hmm. and you know those kind of films they were horror but mm-hmm. they were pg-13 horror now is this still pg-13 horror or does this like go hard R? this
0: has an r18 Oy. this nice. is r18 my friend so this is a you know a, a notch above any boobies no boobies oh but see, some, butt. We've got some butt,
1: butt. okay fair yep, enough. Got yeah, I'll, butt. I'll, I'll take um. butt. i'll take butt. i'll take but
0: Look, no Wang? Uh, no Wang, unfortunately. But um, there is enough. another film we're going to be talking about. So we'll, co- <laughs> we'll cover that. We'll cover that. But look, I... We'll circle back to Wang. I, yeah. I enjoyed this film. It's a lot of fun. It's not going to win any bloody awards. Of course not. But if you love a good time, you love a good, you know, um, creative kill, horror, slasher, who, da- who, you know, who is it type film. Uh, you'll really enjoy this. And I thought it was quite creative. I loved, um, you know, and there was a lot of laughter in the audience. And I actually heard people clapping at some of the um, oh. the kill scenes. So people obviously were really enjoying this film as it unravels. So, yeah, I think if you love this stuff, it's obviously not for everybody, but I enjoyed it. And I am going to score this for... four oh for, ooh, Pieces of Rosemary.
2: I think the the thing is, right... It, it is good to have horror movies that are set around holiday times mm-hmm. because then when you're like, oh, I don't know what to watch, let's watch this. Like there's plenty for Halloween. That makes sense. You got that for Thanksgiving.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm very much looking forward to Christmas because I think we're going to have a night at um, the Lewis and Cat Theatre watching um, Violent Night because Ooh. you haven't seen it yet no. and you said you were going to save it for Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So am I. I'm so excited, Mm. and this has some of those creative kills. There's also like an homage or homage or fromage. (laughs) 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 There's a cheese um, to uh, Home Alone, which Mm -hmm. I fully appreciate as a massive fan. Um, So I get it's a good thing to to have these things happening. And it makes almost also when you think about creative kills, this is also why I liked Cocaine Bear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yes, and I it's yeah. Can't wait to watch it again.
1: Now we've gone through the the whole review of the film, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we haven't mentioned something that's really important about this film.
2: Thanksgiving.
1: Thanksgiving, yeah, That, uh, and I'm surprised you didn't actually pick up on this because oh. uh, you were a fan, if I'm not mistaken, of a Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez film back in the day which was a double feature called Grindhouse.
2: Um, yes, Death Death Proof specifically. Yes. Wasn't yeah. a massive fan of the Eli Roth one. Yeah,
1: so in between the double features there was a set of trailers mm-hmm. and one of those trailers was Thanksgiving.
0: Uh, oh. Yeah.
1: So so is
2: that original trailer available somewhere to watch of but, like the fake movie that's now a real
1: movie? Well, I, I'm pretty sure I've got Grindhouse at home on DVD. So. Yeah, see,
2: I, I've only got um, Death Proof. Oh. But I think maybe the trailers might be on there as well so yeah. I might have to go home and have a look.
1: But, yeah, so it's like he made, uh, so they they made this fake trailer. It was Eli Roth made the fake trailer back in the day. Yeah. And he's finally got around to making it into an actual film. How cool
0: is that? That is very funny. That is really cool. But, um, no, it really works. And, you know, I was a bit kind of, when I went in, I was like, oh, but I, I really enjoyed it from start to finish. So <laughs> there you go. It's out now in cinemas. I enjoy that we guessed some of the um, I know. creative kills. Spot on, spot
1: I'm, on, guys. Uh, well, maybe, like, if we watch that trailer again, <laughs> maybe we'll just flashback. It's been uh, in our head yep. since 2007. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, But yeah...
2: It's been, um, it's, exactly, you
1: know. <laughs> it's
0: been marinating. Exactly. It's been marinating.
1: I'm going to see a horror film tomorrow night, and it's kind of weird because usually I don't go mm-hmm. and see horror films unless it's a preview. Yeah. And then I usually go by myself or invite a friend who likes horror because Cat doesn't do horror. Uh, but yeah, tomorrow night I'm going to go see Five Nights at, Five Nights at Freddy's. Is Cat going? No. No, oh. no,
0: no, I was going to say, go on, cat, yeah. good
1: on you. No, my mate Lee's coming with me to, to go and see it. Nice. Because um, you've got to go and see a horror movie with someone to hold your hand, cause <laughs> just in case it's scary. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I, I want to see this, and the reason is because I saw Willy's Wonderland, yes! which is pretty much the same movie. Mm-hmm. I just want to see how this one stacks up. So, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that, because I don't go see horror films like... You the, know, the
2: Willy's Wonderland, for people who don't remember, is the weird, wacky Nick Cage yep. one. yeah,
1: Where he, he goes to uh, a... Uh, kids uh, you know animatronic uh, show thing that's shut down to clean the place and uh, and the animatronics come to life and then start Killing people, uh, and whereas Five Nights at Freddy is a guy goes there to be a security guard, and the animatronics come to life and start killing people. So I just really interested to see how close they are.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, because they give off very similar vibes. Mm. Even the aesthetics of the film, yeah. the tone of the film, yeah, the, the, the same color palette mm. there. So yeah, I am really interested in um, hearing about that film.
1: And I love so. like Willy Wonderland. <laughs> I just mm. like, yeah. So I am looking forward to this. to be good.
0: Yeah, no, good film. Well, we might take another break and we'll come back and talk about uh, Saltburn.
1: You're listening to Unscripted, the film show.
0: We well, from one kind of wacky to
2: another. Sorry. To another wacky. No,
0: no, I love it. Um, it's a great, um, yeah, great yeah. starting point. Because uh, <laughs> Lewis and I went to see a film on Monday called Soul Burn, which is Getting a little bit of attention, but um, we were just talking about it off air. Some stuff that we probably can't reveal on air, unfortunately.
1: We just like we've got to be really careful with this this film because um, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you, but I, I think it's a, it's a great film, um, and people should go and see it. Uh, but we can't really tell you a, a lot about the mm-hmm. film because it's one of those films you have got to go and experience. But yeah. that being said, if you don't like Wangs, then <laughs> this might not be the film for you because uh, um, the le- you do you do you see some wang uh, and some 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 bo- bo- bum uh, and uh, like, I don't know uh, if you see boobies or not. But anyway, um, suffice to say, uh, if you don't like that kind of thing, it's not for you. Uh, a bit of drug use in there as well. Um, no, not much violence really. So, mm. uh, but it's like uh, it's an interesting in the current. Climates that we're living in, um, where it seems like there's you know lots and lots and lots of rich people, mm-hmm. and then you know most of us are like you know not rich people, um, and and this film is kind of like a bit about the the, the separation of the classes because you've yeah. got a, a young man who's you know going to Oxford on a scholarship, um, and he he meets up with a a, a, man, a guy there who's like your know, old English kind of wealth mm-hmm. uh, that. Yeah, the the kind of wealth where your home is a uh, a mansion and you've got uh, your servants, you know, and footmen and uh, and that sort of thing. Um, So yeah, it's a very uh, you know, it's it's a whole thing about class system and in in the UK there's still that kind of Mm -hmm. you know upper class, lower class, middle class kind of palaver. Um, And uh, yeah, this is just an interesting. an interesting insight into uh the the different classes and when you're you know, a person from you know a lower class family spending time with uh, you know people in the upper 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 class it's uh yeah it's it's quite interesting Uh, But, yeah, it's a very hard one to review though because, as I said, it's a really interesting film, brilliantly acted, but you don't want to know too much about this going in because I I literally knew nothing because a trailer gives nothing away.
2: No, it really doesn't. I remember watching it and going, I don't even know what this is about, but I did get a feeling from the movie and the feeling was um, this is strange and unusual and reminds me of movies like the lobster yeah. um so not directed by the same person or written by the same person but it's interesting that IMDB when you type in Saltburn it suggests poor things which is written and directed by the guy who did the lobster and you know those wild and crazy things but mm-hmm. um Saltburn is written and directed by Emerald Fennell who um is most well-known for Promising Young Woman, which is an amazing film. And and some people also may know her as Camilla Parker Bowles from The Crown. But she's primarily, I think, um, a writer and director, really. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see what the difference is between those two because I loved Promising Young Woman. I thought it was an, a really, really well-made and thought-out film.
0: Well, the other thing too is that Promising Young Woman focuses on a female character, whereas this film focuses on a, a male character um, called Oliver, played by Barry uh, Keegan, who is kind of, when we meet him, he's a little bit strange, but mm. you then meet, he meets this guy um, at university and they become quite good friends. Um, this guy's called Felix and he's from quite a rich family and he invites him back to his house to to spend the summer. And at first, and I don't know if you felt this way, Lewis, but when you meet Oliver you think he's strange but then you meet the family and you go oh no they're wacky and strange and then it's like right who's the wackier stranger one? Mm. and then it kind of unfolds and I'm not going to say much more than that but I went in thinking initially Oliver's this kind of strange person then I was like the family's really weird how does this unfold but then without saying too much I'm kind of dancing around things but uh yeah it was kind of just playing out who's stranger because <laughs> yeah. this wealthy family was so obscure um absurd and just some of the things that they just had no respect for you know really anybody yes yeah. um,
1: but that's that's the thing is though uh the you know uh, when you've got really rich people mm-hmm. and they've just got like money to burn, mm. they just yeah, they they see life in a very different way to what the majority of people do. Yeah. Um and this is you know a movie like this is kind of like shining a light on that. Mm-hmm. Um and there's stuff in there it'll will anger you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when, yep. when you see some of the the, the the opulence and all that that kind of stuff. It's like oh mm. eat the rich yeah. oh. and but I guess
0: the best way to synopsize the film without giving anything away is to say it's about a guy called oliver who really doesn't have many friends he goes to uni he strikes up a friendship with this kind of popular guy who's got a lot of friends and they form a you know a friendship and then you know he's invited back to the to the house for the summer and Mm. some strange things happen from there and it's
1: Fish out of water story.
0: It is a fish out yeah. of water story, but yeah, it's a really he just enjoys this friendship which he's never really had before, yeah. but things go a little bit obscure and haywire from there. But um what I I have to admit when I was sitting there watching this film I was like oh, it's really quite slow. But then I realised, I think the reason it's slow is because it builds that suspense mm. to get to the end of the film. And I think it wouldn't have worked if it was too short. Yeah. I actually think it had to be this length. And look, there's some real shock factor moments in this film, some real erotic moments. But uh, again, it's one of those films that you will... I kind of left and didn't really know how I felt about it.
1: The, the the weird thing, like the the film is you know great. It's got... You know, really great writer, great director, and then you've got a fantastic cast. Like Barry is just, you know, you don't you never expect a a guy called Barry to be a great actor. <laughs> I but, know but he's
0: very good, and but, he always plays the strange yeah. person. Like in the the um, oh, what was that film called? He was in the Banshees of. Uh, oh, he was in, in the, um, the sa- killing of a sacred and deer. Killing of sacred yeah. deer, and every time he plays the weirdo, yeah, like he's just a natural good. I think well, it just might be the look.
2: Mm. I think he's just got a particular look.
1: But I think he can play anything really. I mean in, the, in the, this movie you get to see him Like, his character changes in the Mm. film as well. So you get to see him playing in in different ways. Yes. Um, But he also was the Joker in uh, The Batman. Like, very briefly, you get to see him as a Joker of Batman Mm -hmm. at the end of it. And I was going, oh, I can't wait to see more of him as a Joker. And in this film, like, at one point, I was going, oh, he's very Mm. (laughs) Joker-like. But, yeah, he's brilliant. Jacob Elordi, who's an Australian actor, Um, he's Felix uh, Canton, He's really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rosamund Pike, it'll probably be the first time you've seen her in a movie. and gone, oh, I really don't like her. Oh, <laughs> it, it,
2: it, it, oh no, I've seen Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's that true. That's true. Uh, Alison Oliver uh, plays Vianetta, who is Felix's sister, and she's a newcomer as mm. well, so she's not you, been in very much at all. Um Archie uh, Mediqui plays Farley who is like a kind of adopted cousin mm. uh, of the family um, and there's interesting interplay between him and, and Oliver because obviously you know, Oliver's been brought into the family by Felix and so I think he's feeling a bit, uh, a bit of jealousy going yeah, on isn't there. Yeah, mm. um, There's this guy uh ewan uh, mitchell plays michael garvey uh who is one of the first people oliver meets at school and he's a mathematician (laughs) and he is the most intense weird guy like they they kind of like you know have him in the film and they go this is the bar for weird (laughs) and just to show you how far above that they can go (laughs) but when i saw that that guy's going well i want to see more of this guy i know but he's
0: he's weird but he's not like a psychopath weird like he's just weird normal weird but yeah. weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's good. Uh, he's a good litmus test, so I, I liked him. Uh, Kerry Mulligan's in the film as well, and usually she's like you know got a big role in films. Uh, whereas in this, she uh, plays Pamela, and mm. she's really like you know got a very small part, but really makes the most of it when she's there.
2: Well, um, I mean, she was obviously the main lead in Promising Young mm. Woman, so <laughs> but- I, I if if you get a chance, have her read a book to you. It's magical. (laughs) Doesn't matter what the book is. There's, there's, she did an audio book I listened to, and I'm like, I just, she's got a lovely voice.
1: (laughs) Anyway, moving on. But yeah, it's like it is a, it's one of those films where like I think it's a great film, and I encourage people to see the film, but the 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 director has purposefully made certain scenes in the film uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, so like just. Uh, it, it's hard to say. As I said, you know the things now. Like you know, there's some druggy stuff in there. There's some you know, w- sexy stuff in there. There's some you know, if you don't like the the male you know uh, genitalia, do not go and see this film. <laughs> you will see it a lot. Um, so th- there is uh, th- those kind of things. But at the at its core, it's something that's really well written, mm-hmm. really well directed, really well paced, and will stay with you. Yeah. Like there's, I, I saw it on Monday, and. And I saw another movie after that, mm. but I still go back to that film, just thinking about certain things. And um, there's a, a certain Pet Shop Boy song in the film, and it keeps on just going over and over my head.
0: I will never be able to listen to that again mm. the same way. Yeah. Well, you yeah. should see if it's on the
2: um, on the computer and no, no, play no, it right no, 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 at the no, end. No, no,
1: no, no, we can't. We, oh. we can't. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> it's a very provocative film, I think. Oh, and, okay. Um, yeah, it does kind of stick with you, but there's a.
1: Part of me that really likes this film. i don't, I, I think it's a fantastic <laughs> film. it's it's a really good gr- it's like it's nice to see a film that's really well made, really unique, yeah, really different so like, different there, there mm. are some films when I saw it, I was evoking certain films in my head that I'd seen in the past um that were a, a similar kind of ilk mm-hmm. but not. Uh, to the same extreme but again I'm not going to say what those films are cuz if I say what those films are it gives you an idea about what this film is and mm. I don't want you to have that
0: It's I, hard to recommend this film though because imagine saying go and see this film and someone goes and sees the film and, yeah, goes, and they're no, like the what is, hell yeah, you, what is wrong, yeah, with, you? What is wrong yeah. with you what is wrong with you
1: well, that, that's, why, why, that's why I ma- made sure in in our <gasps> review that people don't mm. know don't think this is just going to be like a lovely film about you know going to a rich person's manor mm. there is some real things that will get inside your head oh, yeah. and it'll they'll they'll take Residents and they'll stay. And there. some
0: of it's disgusting. Yeah, I'm and sorry, I f- that it's disgusting. But I think it's shocking. If, <laughs> I think if
2: people watch the trailer, I think you get enough of a feel of the fact that you're going to go into a movie that's possibly going to make you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, I couldn't go on Monday regardless, but I had a feeling that I was probably it was probably not up my alley. But listening to you guys review it, I feel like I'd still like to see it because it. It does sound
1: interesting. But I don't think you, I think you've got to go into the cinema and see this film. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't
0: feel like a small yeah. cine, a small yeah, screen. Yeah, I think you'll get the same impact. No, I think it, you've got to watch it in cinema. And other pe- and hear other people's reactions to this film too. Did anyone yeah. surprisingly, I actually I didn't see anybody walk yeah. out. You knew exactly what I was going to yeah. ask and then I thought, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't ask that." No, but I honestly I thought that maybe yeah, people would. I didn't see anybody walk out. But I heard a lot of Reaction.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was like the scenes and you could just hear squirming in the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's great. That's what you want. Like mm. a film, you know, having people react to the film. Yeah. And just, it, it is, um, it, it's just really good. Like, I mean, um, I'd love to do a Tangent City on it. Like yeah. Do, do a deep dive. Yeah. Into it. I think that would be yeah. really fun.
0: Because uh, I think there's so much to explore. Would you do it as a spoiler? Do you think? Oh hell yeah! yeah. Like, th- c- I don't think you could. I could don't not. think you could yeah, do yeah, it any you'd other be way. Dancing around yeah. too much, but yeah, I think I think yeah, a spoiler episode on that would be really fun to talk about. But again, mm.
1: like go and see it in the cinema because if you're watching this at home, it's one of those things where you might get a little bit into it and <laughs> then turn it off. Yeah, and yeah. you can't do that. You got to persevere. Yeah. It, it sounds like a weird. thing It pays thing to say. off. The yeah. ending
0: pay. I think it. For, I honestly, for some time, was. Like, Oh, this is really slow, but then I was like, "Oh no, wait, it pays off like the it does pay off mm. is what I would say, and I think it has to be a little bit slow because it builds the suspense and then it it really pays off, and I have to admit when i was watching the end of this film, I was like, yeah, I actually really like this, mm. yeah.
1: And, I, yeah, I, I think it's great. So, yeah, I hope people go and see it uh, because then, you know, hopefully filmmakers will go, oh, we can make films like this. Let's do more of this.
2: <laughs> so how are we scoring this particular piece of art? Oh,
1: I am going to give this one five hedge mazes. Wow. Hedge
0: mazes, I love that. Um, I'm going to score this Five, <gasps> five crunchies! Oh my
2: god, guys, that's incredible! Yeah, I've, I, is it out now? Because I've got an RDO on Tuesday. Yeah,
0: hmm. It's in cinemas now. But okay. um, yeah, be warned—you will. Um, it, it is challenging. It's a challenging film, but it's challenging, um, but worth it. But worth it. Um, in the yeah, but anyway, let's um, take our last break for the show, and come back.
2: You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. We're back, baby. So we haven't in the last couple of weeks mentioned that Matthew Perry passed away. Um, we thought about mentioning it and then it just didn't go, we just left it, um, but I don't know if this is why, but I have been binge-watching Friends. Mm. Uh, it's on Netflix at the moment and I'm almost up to season three and I started watching it on the weekend. So... Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, because you don't have to be fully engaged. Mm. Um, I can watch episodes on my lunch break because they're only 22 minutes long. Um, you know, I can watch them while I'm cooking dinner because, like I said, you don't need to take f- pull, pay full attention. <clears throat> but... I, I remember thinking I was never a huge fan of the show, but I definitely think I watched every episode um, and it's become kind of an addiction. Mm-hmm. Like last night I was watching it right until I went to bed and Chris was like, I think I have to come to bed so that you can stop watching it, which is what happened. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess I better stop watching it. And then I couldn't fall asleep because I'm not very good at watching stuff right until I go to bed and so this morning I was not in a great mood, and Chris is like, um, "Did did you not sleep very well?" And I'm like, "No." Do you think it was because you were watching Friends right until before bed? Yes. Mm, sleep hygiene. And then I'm like, "Shut up." He's like, "It's not your friend." Oh. Shut up. <laughs> he's like, "Don't worry." I'll be there for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he'd he been workshopping that all night. Oh, my God.
2: So, and then I've had this conversation with multiple people this week because I have been watching so much of it. It really holds up. It is still very funny. Um, I'm still laughing out loud. And a lot of the people I'm talking to are like, I didn't watch that. I was a Seinfeld fan. And it seems to be like because I hated Seinfeld. Mm. I think people are either Seinfeld fans or Friends fans and I don't know if it's because it was on at the same time but my brother, my brother definitely watched Seinfeld and I definitely watched Friends and we're two very completely different people. Yes, we are different people. That's so like good <laughs> to know, yes. Not in the same body at all. But you know what I mean? We've got different personalities and I just wondered, guys, Friends or Seinfeld? I
0: was more of a Fraser Frasier, <laughs> I want to throw my Frasier, pen at you now. Frasier. no, I'm kidding. Um, I watched Friends, um, but not actively because I chose to, but often it was just on. Yeah, and, I think that's how um, I absorbed it too. And I think I've probably seen every episode, definitely not in chronological order. Yeah, but. I definitely no, watched it at in chronological order. I've seen every single episode.
1: I think I didn't mean, like intentionally watch Friends or Seinfeld. I just kind of like if they were the thing that was on because this was back in the the dark days where there was no streaming.
2: Yeah. Um. Mm.
1: So if they were what happened to be on, I would watch it, and um, if they, I wouldn't seek it out or anything like that. Yeah. Um. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was.
2: I I am one of those. Like as much as I say I'm like, oh, I'm not into romance films, the older I get the more I realise I think I am and I think part of me as a like a, a teenager into young adulthood, I was always about, oh, isn't it nice when friends like – fall in love Mm. and I think that's because you've watched so many movies and tv shows where that is kind of what happens people are friends and then they fall in love and so I've always had this thing about oh my god how cool would it be if I fell in love with my best friend which I did so I'm very lucky but um I, wa- I watch the whole Ross and Rachel thing and I like the build and I'm like, oh, they get together. <laughs> and I've still got all those feelings. I'm a, So I think I'm a sad romantic that doesn't want to admit that I'm a sad romantic, but um, that's okay. But, yeah, that's my current obsession. Yeah, I'm hyper fixated on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's a problem. <gasps> I feel like I've just seen it so much before, but. Again, I still, if they do pop up on TV, I still can't help but have a good time because it's still good and it still holds yeah. up. Yeah. So.
2: Well, there's some lines in there that have stuck with me, like, gum would be perfection. Mm. That's in the first season. And then he's her lobster. They're each other's lobsters. I'm like, oh, yeah, a lobster thing. But yeah, that might not make sense to anybody if they weren't fans, if they were Seinfeld fans. But anyway. I'm
1: interested. If you're on our Facebook page, tell me. So uh, RIP uh, Matthew Perry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It
1: Indeed. was, um, yeah, it, it was very, very sad to, to, to hear that. But, um, yeah, uh, out of all of them... Um, it's one I would have thought most likely to go anyway. So uh, yeah, he yeah. did have very uh, a lot of mm. drug and alcohol mm. issues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So,
2: but it's still very, very sad. And it was good
1: he, he actually like got over those things. And mm. it's sad like the way he went out. And
2: and he yeah. ended up writing a book. Yeah, so I yeah. feel like I feel like he had finished
1: a bit of closure things. Mm. Yeah,
2: but. um When you do rewatch Friends, you realise why it was so popular because all of these actors are really fantastic in every single role Mm. and it's it's good from the first episode. It's Mm. like this is – it hits the ground running. So –
0: but anyway, that's our show. That is our show. Uh, We will be – We're not going to play the Pet Shop Boys apparently. We'll be back next week though and we'll uh, be talking about more films. Uh, I believe Napoleon – It's out next week as well. Oh my goodness. uh, A film called uh, Cat Person?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've got got Cat Person, (coughs) and uh, we've got Napoleon, and apparently I'm going to a Monet thing as well on Tuesday. You're
2: going to Monet? Yeah. Oh, I want to go to Monet. I,
1: I don't know anything about it. It's just in my diary saying. Is that
2: the Monet experience? Yeah, it's the same Monet. Why don't I have
0: tickets? Why aren't I going? <laughs> anyway, I, I moving don't along.
1: Because you're not married to my wife, I suppose.
0: It's in the calendar, so you're It's in the calendar, so it's going. The shared calendar. Uh, have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.